Hello, and welcome to They Didn't Teach Us That in Seminary, the official podcast of Broadmoor Baptist Church of Baton Rouge.
during the church season called Epiphany, which began last Sunday. And during the season, our theme will be a light to enlighten the nations. So we'll hear today how our baptism was meant to send us out as Christ was sent to bring a light to the nations. Baptism has a purpose for us. So today's Baptism of Jesus Sunday. And it must be an important um, passage, important event in the life of a church. Because we only have two references to Christmas story in the Gospels, all four Gospels. But we have the Baptism of Jesus reflected in all four Gospels. The details differ depending on who you're reading, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, but it's in each one of those Gospels. And it's basically the same story. John the Baptist is preaching and baptizing in the Jordan wilderness. Jesus presents himself to be baptized. John protests that he should not be the one baptizing Jesus, but he is unworthy, but Jesus will be baptized by John anyway. And there's a dove and a voice from heaven declaring God's pleasure and blessing. There's a story I like to tell with this passage. I've shared before, I, I believe. But I think it sets up this scene perfectly. It goes like this. There's an old cowboy story that takes place in a saloon a sleepy old town in the Wild West. A couple of cowpokes lean against the bar. Others play poker around a table. There's a woman with a big feather in her hair leaning against the piano, which is played by a man with garters on his sleeve. All of a sudden, the doors of the saloon fly open. Old geezer pops in and yells, Run for the hills! Bad Bart's a-coming. Suddenly, they all start to scramble. Running, leaping out the windows, jumping on their horses, riding to get out of town. Now, there's no one left in the bar but the bartender. No one left in town but this fellow. Gazes out the window nervously, Soon he sees a cloud of dust on the horizon. He watches it. And then eventually he sees emerging from the cloud a huge thundering herd of buffalo. And eventually he sees in the center of the herd of buffalo the biggest buffalo you could ever imagine. And then riding it, the biggest, meanest looking man you have ever imagined. Stubblebeard, wide-eyed, arms the size of tree trunks, a wild man. In one hand, he's firing a shotgun. The other hand, he's popping him with a whip. The stampede of buffalo rides into town, goes straight on through, but the man jerks his animal to a halt, leaps to the ground, knocks the buffalo in the face, knocking him out cold. 
slams into the saloon, rips the doors off, strides up to the bar, grabs the saloon keeper by the throat and says, give me a bottle of red eye. Saloon keeper is trembling, puts the bottle there on the bar. The man grabs it, bites the neck off, eats it. Drains the whole thing in three gulps, wipes his mouth on his sleeve. The barkeeper says, will you be staying long, mister? No, he says, haven't you heard? Bad Bart's are coming. <laughs> that was John the Baptist. One of the wildest, most unforgettable characters in the whole New Testament. You can see him dressed in unusual clothes. He has a wild look about his eyes. He's a jarring urgency about his message. He's rugged. Hair is disheveled. He burst onto the scene there in the Jordan River wilderness, crying for people to be baptized. Do you hear his congregation? Are you the Messiah who's a coming? Will you be staying long, mister? No, haven't you heard? Jesus is a coming. Isn't that how John replies? Something wilder, something more unforgettable than John is coming. Listen to verses 15 to 18 again. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water. But one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. And he will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn the chaff with unquenchable fire. more powerful, Holy Spirit, fire, a winnowing fork to burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. John had such wild and terrible expectations of Jesus. So no one was more surprised than John the Baptist when Jesus came walking south from Galilee presented himself, himself to be baptized by John. Jesus, the one John had just been preaching, was supposed to do the baptizing. Jesus, not John, would baptize them all. And not with, with water, but with fire. Fire, Holy Spirit. Now, what strikes me as especially unique about Luke's version of the baptism of Jesus is there's a specific mention of all the others. There are other people being baptized along with Jesus. Jesus was in the baptism line of ordinary folk. 
like us. Now, was his baptism different than theirs? We might assume that the baptism of the others then, like the baptism of us now, were and are surely different from the one Jesus experienced. But, but was it? Is our experience of baptism different? Well, yes, in my experience, the words are different. The words we hear at baptism today sound different than the words he heard. And for many of us, the setting of our baptism was different from his. His, they're in a river, ours in a baptistry. Maybe yours was in a river or a lake. But in each and every baptism, there's water. Water is used. Whether you're dunked or you're sprinkled, there's water. And every time... It is meant to be the start of something, the start of something new, a kind of an initiation, if you will. The marking of something, calling us out of the ordinary into the extraordinary, onto a journey. That was true for Jesus, so it's also meant to be true for us at our baptism. But John protested. Now, according to Mark's account, John argues He says, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? He was offended by the ordinariness of his baptism. Not by power and fire and spirit, but by mere water. Why would Jesus of Nazareth, the only one who walked this earth without sin, present himself for baptism? Why would the blazing light of baptism by fire be put on hold for a baptism of cool, ordinary water? That must have been John's question, and it's a question we still ask. Why did Jesus get baptized? Maybe these two stories will help us with getting an answer first story comes from Robert Daniels, who begins, several years ago I received a nice letter of thanks from one of our bishops. It was a letter for our congregation for having contributed to the flood relief in the Mississippi Delta. He says, the bishop told me about one of the families we helped. It was a mother with four children. It seems that her husband was swept away by the floodwaters. As rescue workers tried desperately to save him by throwing him a line from the sandy shore, this man kept passing the line to others until the surge of water swept him away. He was a brave man, said the rescue workers. He could have grabbed the line first, but he put everyone else ahead of himself. He repeatedly passed the lifeline to others, 
attempting to save him, but he chose to save others and sacrifice himself. He passed the lifeline to others. The other story is told by C.S. Lewis, that theologian, author who wrote Mere Christianity and Chronicles of Narnia. His story is about a lawyer in London. The lawyer stood by watching a young woman drown in the River Thames. He was haunted and tormented all his life by his failure. It drove him to the brink of suicide. One night, he found himself standing once again on the bridge where he had failed to act years before, where he had failed to pass the lifeline, where he had failed to sacrifice himself. And he said aloud, O young woman, throw yourself into the river once more so that I might save the both of us. Jesus was not baptized because he had sinned or needed saving. Nor was this a coronation of him as a king, the Davidic monarch. Instead, his baptism was God's anointing of him. God's commissioning of him to a mission, a mission of servanthood. Jesus threw himself into those waters, not to save himself, but to rescue others. Jesus was appointed, born to be among us as one who saves and serves the whole world as one who passes the lifeline to others and calls us, get this, he calls us to do the same. John Piper, you may know, may have read his books. I think he's a retired pastor now. He wrote a devotional that piqued my interest. It was entitled, Brothers, Tell Them Not to Serve God. Well, that did pique my interest. Um, I'd heard exactly 1.2 million sermons on serving God and exactly 3.6 million hymns I'd sung about serving God and as many scriptures that preach serve God and not mammon and so forth. And so I thought this must be heresy and I read it. I was hooked. Piper makes the very point that Jesus' baptism seems to be making by recalling Paul's words from Acts chapter 17. Paul said, The God who made the world and everything in it is not served by human hands as though God needed anything. And in Mark 10.45, Jesus says about himself, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for man. Not to be served, 
but to serve. So Jesus' baptism was God's anointing of him, his commissioning, where Jesus throws himself into the waters and passes the lifeline on, serving others, rescuing others. In his role as a servant king, Jesus flew in the face of all Israel's expectations of a victorious, conquering Messiah. One that brought victory to Israel by conquering the world. Instead, it's the world who got a Messiah. A Messiah who washed feet, who touched lepers who befriended sinners, who passed the lifeline. A Messiah whose baptism led him to make the greatest sacrifice for the world, giving his body and his blood to rescue us. Which is why today we take the Lord's Supper. Thank you for listening to They Didn't Teach Us That in Seminary the official podcast of Broadmoor Baptist Church of Baton Rouge. For more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook by searching for Broadmoor Baptist Church of Baton Rouge. You can also find us on YouTube by searching for Broadmoor Baptist Church of Baton Rouge. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at Broadmoor underscore BC. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you on Sundays.